Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Oshi. This is my first interview in LA. I found him through his remix of Ride and Run, which is amazing. It is so good. And we talk a bit about growing up in the UK, difficulties growing up, family life, everything in between. He gets really personal in this one. It's great. Hope you guys really enjoy it as well. I'm here with Oshi. Hi guys, how are you? <laughs> so you were born in North London, right? I was indeed. Were yes. you there? How, much, how many years did you spend within the same place or? I mean, I literally never left England. I mean, I left England a couple of times to go to Ireland, but yeah. I was there for 17 years. 17? That's, yeah. that's a life fucking time. <laughs> Jesus. And you spent most of it like, with there is it two brothers and one sister? Yeah. Are you similar to them or are you guys like pretty different? I, they're kind of reckless, right? Right yeah. in like one previous interview. I mean, yeah, no, they're, they're reckless as hell, but they get that from me, definitely. And my, no, okay, you see my sister? My sister is the worst. Like, she's only seven, but I can already tell once she reaches my age that she's gonna be arrested at least oh my God. seven times. Why, what, what does she do? She's just, okay. So, okay, <laughs> let me give you a quick, just like description of all of my siblings. There's Zach, who is one of the twins, who is literally the biggest daredevil ever. Like, he jumps off of fucking shit. He, he, okay, he bust his head open when he was two years old doing a backflip off of a oh. bunk bed. Yeah. But weren't you into that parkour stuff? Like, you broke your knees or something? <laughs> I broke both of my legs <laughs> trying to do fucking parkour. Trying is the main word there. Yeah. I was never that good at it. What were you like as a kid growing up? <laughs> Pretty much the same as I am now, honestly. Just less, just less vulgar, I think. Yeah. Actually, no, that's a lie. I was deaf. I'm the same, the same. I'm the exactly same. The same. the same. Where do you think you got your energy from? Uh, I'd definitely say my mum, because, like, it's, it's, it's genetic. It's genetic. Just the fuckery is genetic. My mum was wild. I'm wild. My brothers are wild. My fucking... Sister's wild, it's just, yeah, no, everybody's wild, so it's definitely my mum. Yeah. I have to blame my mum. I'm blaming my fucking mum. <laughs> I'm blaming you, mum. <laughs> Are you always close to your mum, or? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Because I grew up uh, without my dad, so it was just literally just me and my mum, and then my siblings. But me and my mum are, like, best friends. Wow, that's so nice. I miss yeah. her, dude. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's rare, like I don't usually see a lot of people who are as close with their mum as I am. Mm -hmm. So that makes me feel good about it. But, yeah. yeah. Did you always like tell her about when you're going through stuff or she's always the person you would confide in? I mean, I was always very secretive about stuff that I was going through mm -hmm. up until uh, a few years ago because just keeping it in it's just not the good thing to do, but my mum would always know. You know, she always has that that mum instinct like, Josh, something's yeah. going on. I know what's going on, but I want you to tell me. And I'd be like, no, mum, I'm not going to tell you. She'd definitely always get it out of me in the end. Yeah. Best friends in the entire world. What were you into growing up, like before music? Uh, honestly, I, I think it was just always music. Like, I mean, I was, okay, no, it was art. I was into just anything creative, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I used to draw a lot. I used to write a lot. I used to fucking, I used to act a lot as well. <laughs> like I have this YouTube channel 
I'm gonna find it. <laughs> no, you're oh not. No. Nope. Is this still up? I mean, of course, yeah. No, I'm never gonna delete those memories. But I mean, <laughs> somebody I can't will find. You're getting into acting, though. I mean, I no, I definitely yeah. want it. Like that's that's something that I definitely want to do. It's just acting and modeling for Calvin Klein. I mean, <laughs> the photos prove it. I got the yes. fucking, I got the potential. <laughs> I just got to get the fucking opportunity, you know. What career? <laughs> what career was or is your mom in? Uh, honestly, I have no fucking idea whatsoever. How? I mean, cause I don't know. She's she's into being a mum. She's being a mum. That's her industry. Yeah. But I mean, ah, oh, fuck. I don't. <laughs> I I couldn't. No, I honestly have no idea. As much as I'm trying to think about it, I have no idea what she does. But you moved schools a lot growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the reason behind that? If we're gonna get real dark and deep, <laughs> we are. <laughs> okay, let's let's get real dark and deep. I had a lot of uh, like family issues mm -hmm. going on when I was a kid, so I had to move house to house to get away from like most of those issues. Mm -hmm. Like some of them being just like I ended up in a a, a refuge in a like in a hostel mm -hmm. a few times, just like getting away from just a bunch of shit that was just negatively impacting everybody in my family. It was just, mm -hmm. it was pretty, it was pretty shitty yeah. thinking about it now. I mean, thinking about it all the time is shitty, but I mean, yeah, we, we had to move a lot because we had to get away from things following us mm -hmm. from place to place, which was, which was, I mean, as a kid, you don't really understand it. So it was, yeah. it was just, it was like, yo, we're moving to a new fucking house. I'm going to a new school. This is crazy. And then when you get older and you look back at it, you're like, oh, damn. The actual reason why we were moving is pretty mm -hmm. fucking intense. Yeah. You know? Does that so, change your perception of things now? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like seeing, like it's made me realize that a lot of the things that I'm experiencing now are because of those things in my past wow. yeah you know and a lot of the reasons why i make music and like like to create is because of those reasons as well like i feel more grateful and thankful for the things that i do experience like whether they're small or big just yeah. because i understand the impact that any situation can have on mm -hmm. a on a person when you were going through those things in life did you feel like you had someone to talk to maybe other than your mom or like close group of friends so nobody i always just kept it to myself which yeah. like in hindsight was i mean i wouldn't change it because then i wouldn't be in the position i'm in now but i mean for anybody out there who is <laughs> going through some shit and they feel like they can't like talk to anybody or have anybody to go to like i'm not gonna say oh i'm here to talk to you because like responding is hard for me, but mm -hmm. you, you're definitely not alone in what you're feeling. And there's definitely always somebody out there to uh, talk to and help you through whatever you're going yeah. through. Yeah, Your mom was listening to drum and bass, right? When you were growing up. Oh yeah. Off the top of my mind, I'm just gonna have to say, uh, there's Omni Trio, mm -hmm. Alex Reese, uh, Goldie. You started making music when you were 11, right? Yeah. Who showed you, I guess, producing in general first? It was an Inspector Gadget remix. I say this all the time. <laughs> and then I say that I say it all the time and everything <laughs> nice. But um, it was an Inspector Gadget remix. And it was a drum and bass Inspector Gadget remix. And I seen that it was made on FL Studio. And I was like, yo, 
I have to make an Inspector Gadget drum and bass remix just to like just to impress my mum. And then like it started from there, I made a few shitty drum and bass tracks. It just literally just opened up so many doors for me, like musically. Like I could, I realized I could make anything I wanted mm -hmm. if I could hear it in my head. And I was just like, yo, fucking music. Let's make music, music, type music, <laughs> music. <laughs> How did you know it was something that you wanted to devote kind of well, I guess all your teenage years and everything, like your career, into it. Because it was the only thing that would make me happy at the time. It was before I was able to express how I was feeling to, like, in words. And I just found that music helped me, helped me cope with some of the things I was going through. Music helped me uh, process some of the emotions that I was dealing with. Music helped me... Music, it just, it just, it just helped everything make, like, it just helped everything to be easier. Mr. Mole Man, are you there? <laughs> oh my god, don't fucking hiss at me, you motherfucker. Did it really? Yeah, it was just like, <sighs> like, bitch, I fucking love you. Oh, shit, there we go, okay. <laughs> was your mom always supportive of your music? No. <laughs> no, I mean, she was, she was supportive in the sense that she wouldn't tell me not to make music, Yeah. but she didn't see the potential in what music could possibly do for me. She was just like, oh, you have to go to school, you have to get a job, you have to do this and that. And I never, ever, like, ever really believed that. That caused a bit of a rift between me and my mum. We'd argue all the time. And then I was like, I was unemployed out of school, didn't have any grades whatsoever, because I dropped out because of another, like, <laughs> just, an, just another bunch of reasons mm -hmm. and another bunch of shit that, just made it impossible for me to like deal with school on a day-to-day -day basis. It got to the, yeah, no, it got to the point where me and my mum were not friends until we wouldn't even wow. speak and anytime we would talk, it would be just arguing. This when you were 15 or how old? Yeah, yeah, like 15, 16, moving into seven, like 17, like halfway through 16, going into 17 was when like my mum started to turn around and actually see that my music was doing something for me. Yeah. You what, know? Was it a particular song you put out or like what made her like rethink it? Uh, I, oh no, yeah, no, it was definitely one song. It was my, um, how'd you say his name? Stuo? Stuo? Stu? Stu. Stu. Yeah. That guy. Th that guy. It was my remix of uh, Eden. Yeah. And I won his competition where he was oh. like, yo, he was like, Yo, dude, this is fucking amazing. This is fucking sick. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, mom, look, I won this competition because of my music. And she literally broke down in tears. And like, since that day, she's, she's just been my biggest fan ever. Damn. Yeah, it That's was so good. It was very, very emotional for me. Yeah. I think I cried too. Wow. <laughs> was she scared that you were like starting music at a young age and you didn't have anyone to mentor you, did you? No, it was just me and me. Were you or her scared of like getting into music so early with like dealing with labels or like getting cheated on stuff? No, honestly, like we both, up until recently, both had no clue about any type of industry shit or any type of like business behind music because we like, I was just so focused on just making the music and just ignoring everything else outside of that. The thing we worried about most was <laughs> that Josh, uh, Making music and putting it on the internet isn't gonna pay fucking rent, isn't gonna pay for food. And I think that's the, like, that was the main issue my mum had with me making music, is that I was not making any type of money or 
just supporting myself in any type of way. Yeah, it was just a big no-no. I mean, up until the remix. Then the remix completely changed. That was it. That yeah. Was... <laughs> I was like, I thought that was a huge... <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god, we have seen such weird shit on I know, a fucking cat, one shoe. That is a fucking... <laughs> that's a big-ass fucking shoe as well. You always wanted to move to US, the US, right? Or LA? Uh... Not initially, no, no. Like, yeah. I went to, I went to New York right before I turned no, right after I turned seventeen. So I went to New York, and uh, when I got there, because this okay, so a little bit of backstory. Once I dropped out of school, I kind of lost all of my friends. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was like very alone and just shut off in my room. And that's when I made some of the music that started to pop off, and then. Through that music, I met a lot of people on the internet, and then was when I was running around during that time, or was that no, after? It was that was yeah, that was okay. way after, way after actually. Yeah, no, it yeah. was way after. Riding around, fucking, <laughs> 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 fucking one hit one. Anyway, no, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, I made a lot of friends on the internet uh, through my music, and then when I came to America, I met some of those friends, and at that point, I is, is when I realized like, yo. I want to be in America and I want to hang around these people all the time because they're like some of the people that genuinely get me and genuinely care about me. Mm -hmm. So after that New York trip, I was like, okay, I have to go to LA and see what LA is saying. And then I went to LA a few months after that. Yeah. And I fell in love with it, literally. Like it was, it was the most amazing experience I've ever had. To this day, I still can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's like, changed the music you've made? Definitely, yeah. definitely, because as an artist, you're always growing and changing and like experimenting. And I feel like a lot of experiences that I've had, like during being out here mm -hmm. and during the time when I was at home, yes, car in the background. Uh, <laughs> a lot of those experiences have definitely shaped the way that I feel and how I feel is how the music is made, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Your shit just comes out different when you're feeling a certain type of way. Anyways. How did you start Film Noir? Uh, okay, so Film Noir happened when me, um, Chris, and Benjamin like first like started talking. We were like, yeah, yeah. we want to create a collective and we want to... What year was that? That was... That was back in 1972. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 2000... 15? I'm not yeah. sure. That, that was actually before I moved to America and before I actually visited America for the oh, first wow. time. Yeah. You know. So that happened because we were just like, we have to create a platform for the people we fuck with. Yeah. That is like, like, like it's, it's on, like SoundCloud was the platform, but like we wanted to create a like separate platform on SoundCloud, mm -hmm. you know. So we were just like, yo, let's. Let's make film noir. Chris had the the like, like the idea for the name, yeah. And Benjamin was Chris's friend, so Benjamin was like, "Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much it was just us three, just wanting to give the people yeah. that we fucked with some shine." What is your vision for that? <sighs> Lately, I haven't even been focused on it. I'm not gonna lie, mm -hmm. just because I'm focusing on myself and yeah, like it's hard to balance putting people before you and like prioritizing yourself because mm -hmm. 
those two just don't go well together. Yeah. And you have to focus on yourself more so than other people. Because if you really want to help other people, you have to better yourself first. Do you still do the your like rap alter ego Nostril? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I just haven't released anything. Nostril may be a thing of the past because I've realized now that I don't have to create another alter ego to rap or to sing yeah. or to what do whatever I want. Idea behind like separating instead of putting out like rap through Oshi. I mean, back then it was just because I was very insecure about like me rapping and me just putting my voice on things and I was like I didn't I, I like I don't want people to know it's me but I also want people to know it's me it was a very difficult situation it was it was like it was like I was nervous about rapping but I knew I had like some type of skill so I wanted to show people that without it like being detrimental yeah. to Oshi but now that I've gotten better and now I've like progressed much like much further than I had anticipated yeah. Now I'm ready to like put, put it out. out other Oshi. Yeah. Is that actually Oshi like a nickname or like what? How did you think of it? I've lied to so many people and said it was a like a family shrine name thing that is passed down through generations. How did people believe that? Because I mean, people just believe everything. I mean, people nowadays. believe everything they see or hear without checking for themselves. Yeah. If we're gonna get technical, Oshi came from what my grandma, and my mom used to call me as like as a baby. They used to call me Oshi Washi Woo Woo. Is that actually how you say it then? Oshi? No. No, no, no. no. Oshi just sounds like... <laughs> like so many people have come up to me like, Yo, Oshi. And I'm like, oh God, flashbacks to my childhood oh. when grandma would... Whatever. But yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> just Oshi sounds more manly. Oshi's like, <laughs> I'm Oshi. But if I'm like, yo, I'm Ashi. Like, no. It's like an evil way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like more... Yeah. Yeah, it's more evil. evil. Oshi is the nice guy. Oshi is the fucking... <laughs> oh, that's your alter ego. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck nostril. It's just Oshi and Oshi, dude. That's what it is. Could you explain to me the meaning behind your tattoos? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I have <laughs> this one, which is uh, the first tattoo I ever got. I mean, it's it, like I, I don't really like it that much, but <laughs> it's less about how it looks and more about the memory behind it and this is when I went to New York for the first time so oh, okay. I got this in a, in a dingy basement <laughs> <laughs> and like like it didn't have any meaning at first I was just like yo I just want to get a fucking tattoo yeah. because tattoos are cool um, but like as the like years of the years have gone on I'm fucking 50 as the years have gone on <laughs> as the years now. literally like I'm a fucking I'm a pensioner now <laughs> but no as time's gone on this is uh this is like developed a lot more meaning like like I was saying like this is when I realized I had all the people who care about me and all of that mm -hmm. so that's what that means uh, <laughs> this one is uh, the first stick and poke I ever done on myself yeah. and that's my sister's name oh okay it's, it's I like <laughs> I just I have really shitty tattoos uh, <laughs> but I mean that that means a lot to me because it's my sister you know it's mm -hmm. my sister's name she's probably the most important thing to me in the entire world. Mm. That's my little baby princess angel. Aww. Yeah, no, she's, she's, dude, I'm missing so much of it, just not being in, anyway. <laughs> yes, sister. Anyway, uh, then this one on my forehead, this is the latest one I got. This one right here. Let's, yeah. Let's get that fucking close up. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one with, uh, how many people is it? Mm -hmm. 
three other people. So I got it with Rob, who is Sober Rob, uh, Alex, Rage Logic, and uh, Adam, which is some hoodlum. Oh, Fucking, okay. yeah. Wait, in so, the same place? So different? <laughs> no, we all got it on our foreheads. Oh, okay. But this is uh, the address of the old house that we used to live in um, before we moved into our new spot. Yeah. And like, like, like with this one, it's just where a lot of shit happened. Mm -hmm. And like, that is where I grew up a lot and experienced a lot of things. So it means a lot to me. Have it tattooed on my fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one on my hand is my mum's uh, birth year. Oh, okay. Everybody always is like, Josh, it's around the wrong way. But like, nope, nope, it's not. I mean, if I wanted to have it on my fist, then I would have it on my fist. But I like looking at it like that. That's like, true. It's, it's for it's me. It's like for you and you it's can for see me. it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's for me. It's like I read it. Yeah. Like it's not for anybody else, it's to remind me that once again my mum is my best friend and probably the only person out there who could actually understand me and yeah. just and loves me for who I am. And I would show you the one on my leg here, which is my second stick and poke, but But, but my pants are so yeah. fucking tight, look at this shit. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, no, it's a, it's just like it's just a cool little mountain and bird design. For your social media, have you always decided that you wanted to be open about things online, like anxiety or depression? Not at first, no. Yeah. At first, at first, I was very nervous about what I posted and what I said on the internet because I was like, "Damn, I really don't want people to think I'm fucking weird or to see that I'm like fucked up." As I've progressed and as I've learned more about myself, I'm just like, "Damn." Like, you don't really have to hide anything yeah. from anybody because all that does is cause problems. All that does mm -hmm. is cause issues between, like when somebody thinks you're something else, you know? Yeah. So I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to say what I think, no matter what. Was and there I mean, like a pivoting moment that you were like, something that happened that made you want to show more of yourself? No, I think it was more of a gradual thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was just me building up the confidence to actually be who I am, like unapologetically. I mean, and that, that comes with the anxiety and depression. There are so many people in the world that deal with that on a day-to-day -day basis and just don't say anything about it. And then they just suffer in silence where as like, literally if I say something about it, somebody can relate to it and they can be like, oh damn, I'm not alone in this fucking shithole that is mental health fucking problems, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, as long as I can do at least something, I mean, I could be doing so much more and I want to do so much more, but it's just about being able to be in that position to do more. Yeah. It's like, I have to build up myself so that I have a bigger platform to talk about all of that stuff. It's very important to me. Have very, you very important. Have kind of had it or? Uh, I mean, I would like, if, you see, now I would say yes. Yeah. Like, but a year ago I would say no. I'd be like, no, I was, before I was cool. But like I said, like hindsight is a very, very, very like important thing to have. Because <laughs> like looking back now, I'm like, damn, you're experiencing what you're experiencing now. Just, you yeah. didn't know what it was called. You didn't know what it was. And like, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely been been going through yeah. it for for as long as I can remember. How are you able to deal with it? Uh, music at first. Music yeah. was mm -hmm. at first and I mean I won't lie again and say that I'm dealing with it perfectly right now because I'm not. I could mm -hmm. be doing so much more to uh, make myself better but 
it's, it's gradual steps. That's, that's what it is, it's gradual steps. And you have to realize that you can't change things overnight. And it may take months or it may take years, but as long as you're going in like that direction, then you'll, you'll be fine. And yeah. that's, that's what helps me like cope with it on a day-to-day -day basis, knowing that if I'm trying and if I want to get better, that I can get better. Yeah. yeah. One of the recent tweets you have, I can't remember exactly, it was like, you have everything in your life right now, but you weren't so happy or something. Of course, yeah, no, because that is, that's me realizing that a lot of, a lot of stuff that people base their happiness off of mm -hmm. is materialistic. Mm -hmm. And it's like things that aren't gen, like it's, like it's fleeting happiness. It's like, I'm reading this book right now, which I yeah. fucking highly recommend. It's called Waking Up Waking by up. Sam Harris. And it, uh, it basically just says that humans, like we live like moment to moment. So like what that means is we find, like we, we look for happiness in small things that we do um, and then once we're bored of that or once it's not making us happy anymore, we try and find another thing mm, and then yeah. another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And that's what I mean when I say that I have everything in the world that could possibly make somebody who isn't like who, somebody who uh, gets uh, uh, fuck, somebody who feels happiness through materialistic things and like living moment to moment. That's what I mean. But yeah. genuine happiness and feeling the like actual like feeling genuine happiness is a lot more than all the materialistic things around you that's why i'm that's why i say i'm like i'm sad because i'm genuinely sad because i'm not feeling any type of happiness through any of the the i don't i don't want to keep saying materialistic things but any of the like the things that i have in my life they're not giving me happiness because i'm i'm just trying to find just then like that next moment where i'm happy yeah when in reality all i have to do is just sit down and fucking i don't i don't know i mean it's still all very confusing for me <laughs> very yeah. very confusing but that's that, that's what i mean by that i hope i explained that well mm -hmm. yeah i really do yeah hope i didn't sound like a fucking dingus no. <laughs> <laughs> um last question what do you want to be remembered for uh Oh, I, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good last, I have no idea what I want to be remembered for. I want, okay, as corny as it sounds, I just want to remember, be remembered for being me. Like, yeah. you know, I just want to be remembered as like, oh, damn, Oshi, I remember that guy. He's fucking, he's him. <laughs> he's Oshi. Like, I mean, music, like, I definitely like to be remembered for my music, but like, like deeper than music, I just want to be remembered for being who I was as a person. Yeah, thank you. Oh yeah, no thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.